Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How this worked for myself. What I had to really quiet down in my head was my ego and how I thought I should be experiencing the other side. No one likes and so that for answer, me, right? <laughs> They're like, how can I get the information quickly? You're like, yeah, you can. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. And today we are going to dig deep with psychic medium, Bill Phillips. Bill was on the show. We were just talking probably when I just was getting started. So 2019, and he is back today. He's the author of Expect the Unexpected, Signs from the Other Side. And most recently, his new book, Soul Searching, Tune Into Spirit. Tune into spirit and awaken your inner wisdom. His life's mission is to help people deal with the grief of losing loved ones by bringing through validations, evidential information, and beautiful messages from spirit, which heal and bring a sense of peace. He conducts individual and small and large group readings and has appeared on high television program television programs, high profile television programs like Dr. Phil and Access Hollywood. Welcome back, Bill. Thanks so much for having me. So I want to get right into the meat of the book, um, which is talking, okay. and I always like to bring something new to my listeners. So I wanted to talk today about the spiritual web, this concept that you define, and who is on, who is in that spiritual web, how we access that spiritual web, and what are the roles of the different uh, entities in that web? It's a great question. The reason that I decided to name it the spiritual web was because when I was um, 18 or so, really coming into my own gifts and my own abilities, I remember there was a period of time for a few months where I had this experience physically where I felt like I I was constantly walking through spider webs. And I I felt like I had this actual, on on my face, the spider web substance. 
Um, and, and I realized afterwards, I was just sort of acclimating to things energetically. And so I wanted to show people through the spiritual web how we're all surrounded by a different committee of spirit um, that, com that basically comprises of our deceased loved ones, our angels, our guides that are sent to us, you know, um, from the moment that we're born. Um, and of course, the ascended masters too, those, those souls that were here for a, um, a time on earth that really raised the awareness and the consciousness of the earth as well. And, you know, I, I really do believe that there's different levels of spirit, you know, different levels of energy on the other side. Um, and there, there is, of course, um, duality between light and dark as well. So it's always important that anyone who is delving into this world be very, very um, particular about how they protect themselves too, because um, the same way that we can access the angels and those higher vibrational beings, we can also access those that are not crossed over into the light or those that have a different uh, intention altogether, which I refer to as dark digits in the book mm -hmm. as well. Um, so it's basically just understanding that the same way we have um, those that we interact with here on the physical side of life, we have the exact same correlation, but on the other side as well. So can you help me understand a bit more? When you said you were kind of coming into this and you were experiencing this spiritual web, what did that feel like? And how did you, how do you recognize the different vibrations of these different beings? And how would I recognize the vibration of those different beings or my listeners? Another, that's another great question too. So when I was first understanding uh, how this worked for myself, what I had to really quiet down in my head was my ego and how I thought I should be experiencing the other side. You know, I was looking for this outlandish, dramatic experience. And really what it was, was it was very subtle. It was so subtle that um it required me to be as present and still as possible and focused as possible no one likes and so that for answer me, right <laughs> they're like how can i get the information does. quickly you're like yeah you can and it's something that is just really a trial and error on on every medium's part to just trying to understand how to discern those two frequencies but really what it comes down to um and this has been very very true um within my own development as well is um when something comes to you it's being able to recognize that it's not yourself it's not really what you've experienced and um for myself as well included i i find that when spirits around me often having to have boundaries with them but they they're, they're usually just putting these thoughts into my head and so i'll be getting up in the morning and i'll have a thought about you know this this woman who had breast cancer and you know and i'll see roses around her and then i'm like okay i'm not i'm not ready for this yet come back when it's when it's time to connect i'm with just your getting up please. Um, give me some yeah space. yeah but i i think it really just comes down to having an awareness of what your energy first feels like and once you know what your energy feels like then you're you're really able to discern the energy coming through to you that's a little bit more um, unusual or more foreign to you. Like not the thoughts that, not the thoughts that you would think every day. And do you think that there's a way to even practice this, not with disembodied beings, but with embodied beings, like as kind of a first step to noticing maybe when you, I notice this in myself, when I go into a space 
you can mm-hmm. sort of sense, huh, that energy feels, people will say they had a negative energy, right? Or a toxic energy. Mm-hmm. But, or sometimes you pick up on a sad energy or an angry energy or an anxious energy. And I find that to be a good way to start to distinguish, okay, what's mine, what's not mine. Great, great way of putting that. And um, and I, I really do um, believe that when you're picking up on those impressions first going into the market or maybe on the phone or in whichever way of your everyday life you're experiencing those impressions, that's for me going to be classified as the psychic part of ourselves. So the part of ourselves that can very easily tap into things energetically. That, that's, that comes very naturally to mediums, I believe. Um, and then what happens is that once you're in that awareness and once you're in that, that feeling of, of impressionism, then what I feel or what happens for me is that there's like drops of information that come in. And so once, I, once I'm really acknowledging spirit and those drops of information, they'll continue to give me more drops of information when I acknowledge, okay, I get it. You're here now. So it's sort of like um, putting together a storybook, so to speak, right? And so um, when when spirit comes around us, um, they usually, for me, will first put their impression on me on how they left the physical world. So I will instantly feel, you know, pressure somewhere on my body, and I'll know right away. Okay, I'm there. There's someone trying to get my attention right now. And then once I'm able to go, okay. I give you permission to come closer to me, then they'll keep expanding upon that information. Um, but but it, it's a great tool though. And I think that anyone who is developing should absolutely um, start from a point of metaphysics and, um, you know, um, so, <laughs> I can't think of the word right now. Um, psychometry, thank you, excuse yeah. me. Um, that also will help them to understand what vibration feels like. So absolutely. And how do you distinguish between spirit of a loved one, of a deceased loved mm-hmm. one, angels, ascended masters, spirit guides? Is that for you a vibrational frequency that, that you can say, okay, this feels to me today like an angel? For those of you who have reached out on Patreon and donated, thank you so much for heeding that call. Thank you. If you have not yet supported the podcast, please go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins, and there is an opportunity to support at whatever feels comfortable for you. It helps me with the production costs. My small, very small, but mighty team, it helps keep all of that running. So if you are a fan of the podcast, please consider donating Whatever feels good to you, $5 a month, $20 a month, please take a minute and donate. Also, I am so excited that my course that I have been working on for years is getting ready, getting closer. It will be launched at some point this year. So if you're interested, please go ahead and put yourself on the wait list on my website at dramyrobbins.com. Also, if you happen to have any companies that you think are aligned with the vibe of this podcast, I'm looking for sponsorships as well. And the best thing you can do to help this podcast is to spread it via word of mouth. I know so many of you have already said, I've shared this with my friend or even therapists have shared it with their patients and patients have shared it with therapists. If you love the podcast, please, please share it. We have an online global reach here. So go ahead, tell your friends, tell your family, 
rate and review the podcast. Just spread the word so we can continue spreading messages of love and light and consciousness and awareness and science and spirituality and just how to live the most meaningful life that you possibly can. Please support Life, Death, and the Space Between. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then open your jar of seaweed whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, Use seaweed air dry cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com. Yes. So a lot of times when I'm feeling um, angel, uh, I'm constantly in my own back and forth um, slingshot, slingshot communication with them too. Um, I will instantly feel just very much light in my mind, you know, just this kind of ever, this, this knowing of like just um, peace mm -hmm. basically, yeah, um, you know, but, but I also feel, and I also see too, when I'm really, um, getting that validation from them, I will see sparks of light all around me. And so that's how I know that I'm, I'm being surrounded by them in that moment. Or rather, they're always there with me, but I'm, I'm physically entering that space to acknowledge how they're showing up for me in my life. You know, when it comes to um, our deceased loved ones who are there, they're always dropping, you know, little little breadcrumbs for us, these, these signs for us. And so what they're wanting us to do is pay attention to those signs, you know, um, and that takes a little bit of just, again, going back into your awareness and understanding, okay, why am I, why am I seeing a dime every day that I get up in the morning, you know, or why am I seeing, um, why am I, why do I keep seeing 1111 every time that I think of my mom, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of correlating and understanding this sort of Morse code way of communicating with spirit. And that's really what it is. It's decoding a language with them. And when you're talking about I guess you'd call them bad entities, negative entities, negative mm -hmm. beings. 
how does that normally feel? And how would one who's first maybe curious about this space, wanting to get into connecting, because no, I think a lot of people think, oh, this is great, and, and you start connecting, and it seems really fun, and you know, people start to play in these um, quantum fields, we'll say, or you know, other realms, without recognizing that perhaps they could be connecting with and carrying this these darker energies with them. So two parts, how do we notice that? And then how do we protect ourselves before? And what do we do about it if we're dabbling with some not great um, old, yeah, that's um, a great disembodied point. humans, <laughs> disembodied spirits? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's really a catch-22 because I know that when um, when the spirits are not of the light, so the ones that are in a different space, they like to manipulate the living, actually. So I like to give the analogy of, like, someone using a Ouija board, you know, and kind of having fun and not having that that foundation of understanding what it means to really protect yourself and then, and then inviting in something that's telling you, oh, yes, I'm your grandmother. Oh, oh yes, I'm your guardian. And then it, it sort of takes on a different energy source. So what I noticed in the beginning when, when someone was not of the light is that I instantly felt very nauseous in, internally. And so that for me was my knowing that it wasn't, if it left a bad feeling in my stomach right away, then that was not something that resonated with me for the highest good. They were not in a good space. Um, I also would hear a lot of derogatory language in my head as well and so that was something too for you know being being clear audient um whenever i heard that type of language connecting and it made me feel really kind of um heavy and tarry and just kind of stuck that's how i knew that i wasn't connecting with those that had crossed over because in essence i was feeling how they felt and so their feelings feel this way they feel stuck they feel like they're in quicksand and tarry because they haven't let go yet. And they're, and they're really, they're really letting their ego kind of take over still. They're, they're more towards the earthbound part of the, um, of the experience, you know, and it requires a surrender of, yes, you, you did die. And yes, you have to accept this now and you have to go to the light, but also karmically speaking, what I've come to learn over the years too, um, through different clients and my own experiences is that, I also believe that there's a yin and yang to life. And I also believe that we we do have times when there are these sort of darker uh, people around us that are there to teach us a lesson about letting go of the past as well and sort of formulating a new, um, a new intention for this life. So the same way that we interact with people every day that are part of our soul group, so we've traveled with throughout lifetimes, we also have those souls that, let's just say there was unhealed business or unfinished business as well. And sometimes they can, they can wreak havoc in our lives and they can show up for us and they can come in the form of nightmares, you know, something where they're really kind of affecting our psyche. Um, so I know that, uh, again, going back to spiritual hygiene, right? It's all about protecting yourself. And the same way that somebody would hopefully shower once a day, you know, and brush their teeth and things along those lines. It's also very important to make that part of your daily routine, especially if you are wanting to delve deeper into that realm. And so what are those um, practices look like? So 
they're based upon visualization. And the reason for that, in my opinion, is because your imagination is sort of like the platform for spirit to work with. You know, that's where they're connecting with you. They're, they're, they're typically using that space within, I call it my sweet spot, with, within my mind, where they're activating that space and they're showing you how they want to be perceived, right? So um, it, it really goes down to very simple terms of visualizing light first. So when someone's able to visualize light and the white light, let's just say, then once they continue making that part of their practice and they're making their intention to have that protection, to kind of be in alignment with spirit and in alignment with their highest good, then they're going to notice the more that they give that um, power, it's going to take on more of a life of its own, right? And they're going to start having these impressions come to them. They're going to start to have um, symbols appear, you know, through their, through, through their meditations. They're going to start to have these really uncanny synchronicities in their life, too, where they're attracting people to them or in their orbit that are of the same mindset in that, in that time and space. Um, so for me, the visualizations and the intention, the intention setting is paramount in doing this type of work because we are, you know, co-creating our journey, you know, and that all goes down to our personal power. And it all goes down to that pin light of intention that we actually use to create our life in the first place. Well, and I so appreciate kind of the way you think about this really holistically in terms of like, it's not just like you just connect and then go on your merry way. It's like, what are the, what's the process in which you are setting out to connect what is your like you said what's your intention and you talk about intention setting in the mm-hmm. book and I would love to talk a little bit more about both intention setting and mantras and how you use them and how you kind of differentiate them I mean the mantras you talk about in the book are really some of the mantras certainly that I've done in yoga classes and things along those lines so can you speak about yeah absolutely practices you know thank Um, you thank you yeah no worries um i i um you know even beyond um you know connecting with spirit and going into that realm it's just really taking accountability for your thoughts and feelings and understanding that you do have the ability to redirect that energy source and a lot of times people we are sort of programmed to believe that that power is outside of ourselves, right? So um, for me, the intention goes beyond, um, it goes beyond just mediumship. It's mostly about to setting the atmospheric um, presence for my life, you know? So the moment that I'm able to get up in the morning and kind of create that energy source around me, and I kind of just fling it out to the universe then I'm able to meet up with that energy source throughout my day. So I'll see like when I'm doing it consistently daily, which I, which I do the majority of the time, but of course life happens sometimes. And then we're, then we're um, reminded of the fact that we have to keep doing it often. Um, so for me, that's part of it is with the intention and the intention and the mantras, they go hand in hand because especially the um the sanskrit mantras that i reference as well in the book because it's sort of manipulating an energy around you you know Uh, it's it's unlayering this physical energy and it's allowing you to sort of 
readjust your frequency. So um, even just going down to the mantra of Om, you know, the sound of the universe, let's just say, um, that's the threshold of sort of disconnecting from the rational and the analytical part of yourself and allowing yourself to shift energy into the other side of your spirit being. So for me, they go hand in hand. And the other part of intention for me as well is, is, is my intention with spirit when I'm working with, with clients all the time is too, is having a back and forth dialogue with them throughout my day, you know, constantly having to reaffirm to them, please come back when it's your time, because they don't understand that, you know, there is no time and space. We, we think we have to use that here, but it's really just an illusion. And they, they, they get that. So it's not an exact science when it comes down to it. Um, but my intention with spirit has and always is, if you, you know, if you want me to be a messenger for your loved ones, please send them to me, you know, and this was my intention many, many moons ago too, when it was a lot, um, it wasn't as mainstream as it is right now, you know? So my intention was spirit, okay, I'm not gonna go out on the street and like solicit somebody, <laughs> you know? I want this to be an organic process. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if it's meant to be, you know, within their best and highest good, our paths will cross. And so that happens so much uh, within, my, within my work. And, and so, I wanted to go back to something you actually said before, which was mm -hmm. the way that the information shows up when we're personally doing the work, if we're, if we're personally mm -hmm. wanting to connect. And for you, obviously, you've been doing this for a number of years. It's obvious to you what's yours, what's not. But this, again, the subtleties in which spirit, you talked about breadcrumbs, that's, that's how I've talked about it as well may be presenting information to you. And if you are not conscious, if you're so big, I find this too, like when I'm fully in my human life every day and I'm bogged down with my kids and trying to get to work and all of these pieces, it seems like you miss a lot of those signs, those synchronicities where spirits like, hey, I'm here, pay attention. It's not just sitting mm -hmm. in meditation and you see this, you know, orb of light. It's all, it's, <laughs> right. it's daily kind of hourly communication that could be happening if you're paying attention. Absolutely. And the reason I believe that is, is because they're wanting just to remind us that although we're having this physical experience, not to get too bogged down into that physical experience. A lot of times these symbols and signs will show up for us when we're having a really human experience. You know, it might be that you had an unpleasant conversation with somebody or maybe something at work didn't go the way that you wanted it to go and you're in that humanness, you know, and then boom, there comes the symbol, there comes the sign, spirit reminding you, don't take this life so seriously, okay? We're, we're here with you we're helping you with the process and um you're you're not supposed to just be in the human part of yourself for this whole journey you're supposed to be finding a beautiful balance in between those two spheres of who you are um and so that's that is really a strong reason why spirit wants us or it wants us to receive that that communication is to remind us basically where we've come from you talked about cutting cords 
-hmm. What exactly is cutting cords in an energetic sense? And how is it similar Mm -hmm. or different to setting boundaries in a physical, psychological sense? You just basically answered my question because okay. it, it really is about having having boundaries and you know going down to the to the visualization of it too. We're all connected through energy, you know, and that energy usually shows up for us in the form of cords, or it might look like little threads. There's something that's tethering us together, you know. So even us speaking right now, there's our our cords are connecting right now. We're in you know we're in this connection in this harmonious place together as we talk about what rings true to both of us, you know? But the thing about the cords though, is that they can also attach themselves to not so pleasant experiences too. So for a lot of people who have been through traumatic experiences, myself included, um, those, those, those energetic cords tend to reattach and reattach because they are familiar to us, you know, and sometimes with being having an ego, we like things that feel safe and familiar to us, even if that means that we suffer. So um, cutting the cords is also part of having an intention with yourself and with the other side, right? And just basically understanding that you are only responsible for your energy center and for nobody else's. Now, how you will know as well that you are having someone's cord attached to you is very simply put this way. Um, you'll start to feel their feelings. And so a lot of times really takes off. This goes back to having this discernment, um, understanding that, okay, I was in a really good mood an hour ago. Why am I feeling this way now? Why am I feeling, you know, this, um, these earthbound, why am I feeling angry? Why, why am I feeling envious? Or just kind of really really um, trying to question what you're experiencing. And usually what happens is that your higher self in connection with your guides are going to start to show you, this is the reason why you're feeling this way. You might have like a flash of your mom that comes to your mind. You're like, oh, okay. And then the more that you question it, the more information you're going to be given as well about why you're receiving that feeling. So as much as, as, much as it's, it's beautiful to keep those cords that are harmonious, that are positive, it's also equally as important to sort of dissolve and to disconnect those cords that are causing us to be out of the flow in, 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 in this human suffering. And... I I sometimes get concerned about people saying, well, I cut the cord and yet I still feel connected. Or I did this energy work where I visualized the cord severing, but this person is still, you know, in my life or they're still, you know, um, irritating me in whatever way or we still have a conflictual relationship. And this is where I really feel like it's two parts, right? There's the energetic piece, but there is also the psychological piece of you can't just energetically cut a cord without saying, you know, look, maybe it's not healthy for me to have you in my life. That the two really do walk hand in hand, right? They do. And that's why it's so important to understand that even if you cut the cord once, that doesn't mean that it's not going to reattach again. You have to be consistent with that cord cutting practice. And what happens is that 
just like with any type of, of practice or um, routine or goal or anything along those lines, it takes repetition to really have the final product. So the more that the more that we go within and make that cord cutting part of our everyday, then we start to see the real value of the relationship. And we start to experience opportunities where we can stand in our power actually to make the physical boundaries more accessible, but it all has to begin from the inside out first. So it's all beginning energetically because that's how our lives work. It all begins from within. So when people come to you for readings, usually they're in a pretty, maybe not deep state of grief, but I, you know, people are looking for understanding. They're looking for meaning. They're looking to know their loved one is still with them. What do you say to people to do with that information after their reading, right? It's like, okay, I had the reading. Grandma Sue told me that she loves me and she's okay and, um, you know, to take the new job in California, whatever it is. <laughs> then what? How, how, do you, how do you coach people or talk with them about, you had this reading, now what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. What I always explain to people before I work with them, before I give a reading, is that to know that what's happening right now is a moment in time, but that the information that's being given to them is going to follow them outside of that, of that hour that we have together. And it's going to follow them um, as, as a way to guide them on their journey. So there's been there's so many times when I will you know um, give a reading and then I'll, I'll receive feedback afterwards about oh my gosh like this wasn't even in the cards when I spoke to you but it happened like two months later you know so the reason for that it goes back to you know time is not linear it's it's not we don't we don't really we we have the illusion of time within this physical experience but it's not really what we think it is so. When spirits coming in giving a message, it's not it's not always about you know connecting with a loved one who has crossed. There are countless times as well when I'll be working with somebody where I'm having their guides come in. Maybe the, maybe that guide is a grandmother that, that passed a couple of years before my my client's birth too, and they're they they've been there along along their journey from the moment they were born. I see that all the time actually when I am channeling. So and they so, become, so they're a guide versus a lost deceased loved one or both or I mean I know our loved ones can mm -hmm. also be guides or our guides but yeah sounds like you're yeah. sort of differentiating I, yeah so um a lot of times what I find is that the people that were in our you know in our family line or in our in our soul group they absolutely can be guides to us this goes beyond all of us having, you know, our own master guide that we came into this life with too, that is there to be, to show us what they were trying to do with, you know, when they were here and helping us make better decisions. But we also have guides around us that are part of our familial line as well. You know, I think that's really important to actually acknowledge too, is that they're not just around you for no reason. They're there, they're there to help you connect. They're there to help you release um you know to forgive to release this negative energy that maybe you're holding on to that is that is um, so, um generational you know that maybe hasn't passed down so there 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 typically is usually a purpose why they would be guiding us here 
What do you hope that readers will take away from your book, this new book, Soul Searching? What I really hope that everyone takes away from this book is that the power lies in your hands, you know, and that you are you are so completely powerful, more so than you will ever know while you're in this physical experience. But if you play with that power and you give credence to it and you are open to the possibilities, your life can transform and shift dramatically by just giving those principles um, energy, you know, and realizing that you are here to create the life that you, that would be your heaven on earth, basically. So that's important to know as well. We're here to create our heaven on earth and spirit is showing us what their version of heaven looks like to help us here understand that it's not about just paying bills and dying. <laughs> it's about <laughs> truly living, connecting and manifesting your energy into what you want to experience. So I like to end with this question. What do you believe? It might be a silly question to ask a medium, but what do you believe happens when we die? Or what have you been shown happens when we die? So much happens when we leave. And I don't even like to use the word die. I just like transition. to use the word transition. Yeah. Yes, because, um, you know, when we're just kind of stepping out of one form and going into the other, and when we're in that, when we're back home, we're able to assess what we did when we were here, kind of, kind of take stock about, oh, you know, like, I didn't learn that lesson. I wish I had learned how to just enjoy the moment more and not make my life all about just, you know, working and, and fear and that, those types of things. But also you have available to you this complete freedom to be your authentic self as well and to create at the speed of light what you want that space to look like. So often when I'm, when I'm channeling spirit, they will show me what their heaven looks like, you know, and it's usually the things that they love to do when they were here, but maybe didn't give themselves enough opportunity or time to do as well. The biggest takeaway when we transition back home is realizing that there is this incredible feeling that is heaven, that is the other side, that we cannot really explain fully in this, in this physical experience. I'll know more myself when I get there, but from what I've been shown. And then you won't get to um, remember when you come back, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But but there 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 are there are moments of recognition though when we're here that that usually happen in our in our dream space you know when we're just like in this complete magical um, experience and we also are able to achieve that as well that nirvana too by by going within as well and kind of getting a little bit of a glimpse as to what that full feeling is like in spirit. So you I cut you off a bit, but you were saying what you've been shown is. Oh, sorry. So yeah, so what I've what I've been shown by spirit is basically what what how they are experiencing their heaven by base and usually they are things that they love to do when they were here physically, but that maybe they didn't give themselves enough opportunity to experience, you know. So um let's just say somebody wanted to be, you know, a singer, but they were too self-conscious about their voice. 
they are belting it out there. You know, let's say let's say a father worked, you know, 80 hours a week, but he loved to go hunting for ducks, you know, because that was his childhood. And he really pushed it off. He's doing that there, you know. It's basically just creating and doing um, what we what we gathered from our physical experience and bringing that back into our energetic experience. So I guess the the takeaway in all of that is, if there's something now that you love and enjoy, don't wait for that to be your heaven. Make make that heaven happen now. Yes, we are, our, our, our humanness make, dictates to us that we'll be able to get there. You know, it's going to happen. Just keep, just keep working. It's, it's going to get there at some point. But that's really the, the illusion of our ego that's telling us that time is linear. So um, when we're able to just experience it now and realize that this is not the, uh, this is, this is not the dress rehearsal. This is the show right now. You know, you don't get to redo this again from what from what spirit has shown me so much is that um their their time here was so incredibly short and they thought they would have so much longer to experience these things so their message is always to just take it by the horn now make it happen now don't keep putting it off on the back burner you you deserve that experience but are they experiencing it on the other side in the same way we experience it here like you were talking about hunting for example, are you really hunting on the other side or is it just the well, it's, feeling it's a of non- joy that you would have experienced if you hunted more? I'm trying to like conceptually understand this <laughs> a little bit. It's that that's great. It's it's not a physical experience, but how I would describe it actually is when somebody has a dream, let's just say, because many people have dream visitations where their loved one is showing themselves their best version of themselves, you know, and they're glowing and they're happy. That is what it's like for spirit to be on the other side. So no, they're, they're not vibrating in this limited, you know, body, but they're still able to visualize. They're still able to be in the moment. And when you think about our lives this way too, we're doing that right now, actually. Yes, we are in, you know, this physical body, but we're primarily a product of our thoughts and our, and our feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So that same experience, that same experience is what's transitioning and, and continuing. That consciousness is what's continuing. Got it. So, Bill, if people are interested, because I promised I would get you out of here in time, if people are interested <laughs> in learning more about your work, your readings, your new book, Soul Searching, tune into your into spirit, tune into spirit and awaken your inner wisdom. Where can they find everything they need to know about you? Everything is on my website. It's just my name, BillPhillips.com, and it's spelled with one L and two P's when you spell my last name. Well, thank you so much, Bill, and um, thank Thank you you for continuing to enlighten us and for continuing to provide so much hope for people who are in the throes of grief and loss, because I do think there's like a good reading with a medium is a really wonderful tool in the grieving process. So thank you for for providing that for so many as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? 
head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 